Looking like an angel with no halo When I'm with her, tell me where the pain go Think I might be falling out of control What the fuck do I know? Maybe I should let it go So, so yeah. tell me, like, how, how's that feel, man? That just... Like to see this come into fruition because I'm sure you thought about this for a good while before you actually. Did. Oh yeah, man! I thought about this for probably two years, mm. and I knew it was once I learned about it and figured out like it was. It might be something similar to like music or like barber school that you're doing now. Mm. It was one of those things like I saw it and like because I hate my job or I don't hate my job now because I am helping people. But at the end of the day, it's not something I love to do and would be happy doing every day forever. You know what I mean? Again, what, what, what do you? What, Oh, uh, I'm a psychiatric technician. So I work in a mental health hospital. Really? Yeah. And uh, so, but once I found podcasting and I was like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, I wonder if they make money on it. And I started doing research and I saw like what you could do with it. And I was like, oh my God, like yeah. there's a lot of money in this. And then also it's just something that I, I enjoy doing. So I felt like that's, the, I was like, that's for me. That's the, it was like a, to me, it was like a, Oh shit, moment! I was like, oh, sh that's what I should be doing. That's what I like. You knew you had this creative energy, just yeah, the right outlet sort of thing. Yeah, I just yeah. yeah, find find a way to put it out there and mm -hmm. find like the the platform for it. And so I uh, I found that I was like, all right, that's what I'm doing. And so then after that, it was like an obsession, like to figure out how to get it done, how to do it, all that stuff. And then it was from once I got all did all that, it was okay, pay off my credit card so I can get the studio. Because one thing I wasn't going to do is I wasn't going to rent from anybody. Yeah. And I wasn't going to do it half-assed. And so that's why all the stuff you see is like all like professional equipment and high-dollar stuff. But it's just because I'm starting out. I wanted to start out, you know, mm. leaps and bounds above new well, people. I would say, especially like with, with the fact that podcasting is, you know, so on the rise, that if someone's going to do something like this, you have to put that much into it yeah you know what I mean? it's growing so fast because i mean look, look at joe schmo down the road just some random dude who gives a fuck about his podcast but somebody like you actually putting in the time and effort and you know mm -hmm. yeah man well and that's what and that's what that's the way i feel about myself at least is like because that's what i am like i'm you know some of these guys who start podcasts they're like professional comedians athletes actors mm -hmm. uh, political figures they're all these people who have a reason for right off the right out of the gate they have a following for people who would listen to them for me so i am joe schmo i am yeah. joe schmo but i'm so how do so my mindset was okay well how do i stand out among the joe schmoes hmm. have interesting people good guests good conversation the quality the content's got to be good so the quality's got to be good boom knock out quality's good and the guests will take care of itself Absolutely. so that's how that all that's how that all came about um it's been fun, and the support's been crazy too. I was watching y'all's. Uh, <clears throat> I was watching the one of the fight the other night. Whenever, yeah, man, y'all's reaction was so funny, bro. Man, I, I watched because I, I knew I wasn't gonna watch the podcast. So while I was watching the fight, I'm not gonna be able to. Do yeah, it, you know what I'm saying. But I was gonna go back and watch it, and I did, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what they do, bro. And I fucking I got to it, and then I skipped a little early on accident, and uh -huh. I saw the aftermath of y'all knowing, uh -huh. and saw, oh, saw yeah. like the two different, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I was like, oh, dude, dude, that that hilarious. I've watched that. I've watched the uh, our reaction a few times. For one, it's funny because you see, like me and Rube, like you can't see Tyler, so I can't, I can't speak for what he was doing. Yeah, that was kind of a bummer. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I missed Tyler, I know. and I was like, oh, where's Tyler, man? Well, because we were only because Tyler, it was supposed to be just me, Ryan, and Ruben, mm -hmm. and then we had. Uh, and then uh, Tyler, like, last minute, he's like, my work called off. 
uh, I can make it if you need me to. And I was like, we have th- we have three mics, but fuck it, come on. Come on yeah, I was like, hell yeah, come on. So he uh, so he came in, so we couldn't see him. But I've watched that video or that part where we where uh, you see Connor get knocked out. I've watched that part so many times <laughs> because you know all the like me and Ruben are like super into UFC and fighting, yeah. and so you see me and Ruben we're like locked in. I'm moving my head like I'm dodging punches. Like I'm I'm so into the fight I keep moving my head real <laughs> weird. I'm doing this type of stuff. Yeah. And then me and then Ruben, you know, he's he's not very like expressive as it is. He's kind of just mellow, just No, that dude does not show emotions in his face, mm-hmm. man. No, like, never. And so <laughs> I mean, I love him like a brother, but that you can't read his face. You, you can't read you can barely read him at all. Yeah. That's so I just Madison said uh Madison said a while back she she said something about me being his favorite person like in our family and I was like, "Oh shit, I didn't know he I know he really likes me that much because <laughs> because you don't get anything from him. He's just like just he's so calm. You know, it's like he's like the the guy off of uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, the, uh-huh. the the captain. Yeah, he's like that. He's like I'm extremely happy. And yeah, like, doesn't even. That's respond. exactly what he's like. <laughs> exactly what he's like. But uh, and so that's what another reason why I like that part is because Ruben's watching, and he just and as soon as it happens, Ruben's like the most expressive you've ever seen him. He's like, oh, yeah. oh she's hitting the fucking chair. <laughs> Like yes, that was that was so much fun. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna do those, but I'm not gonna make them episodes anymore. Mm. Uh, I'll just do them because if people watch them live, they don't want to see. They don't want to hear us afterwards. At, you know, yeah. days after they already know the results. So, well, I'll tell you, but it was fun. I, I kind of did though. I, did, I just wanted to see y'all's reaction. But that was such a big fight. It's probably a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a lot of people saw it. Which that was. I mean, like that was history, bro. Oh you know what God. That was that was insane. That was such that a crazy was, fight. That was so crazy, especially because the way it set up a uh, it sets up a trilogy between yeah. him and Dustin. But now it's you know it's not going to happen for a little bit though. I mean, yeah. on, how many years was it in between the last one? Well, you can't Con- just go right back to it. Right no, now, like, uh, no. But Connor, Connor, I think he's out for six months anyway. Yeah, after you get knocked out, they. they I think you have a yeah. yeah you have, he's so he's out for a while anyway. Yeah. But one thing I found interesting, like in the interviews afterwards, it was that um, Dustin. So. He said, he's like, I'm the champ already. Like, I, he's like, I was number two or whatever, and I just beat him. Like, I'm the champ. Yeah. So he was, even though, because I think they still say uh, Khabib's the champ, but Dustin's like, I'm the champ. Khabib's retired. I just, I'm number two. That fight was for the title. Yeah. So, but in his interviews, he was only talking, I think he's, because at the end of his fight, he told Daniel Cormier, I think. He was yelling at somebody. He said, I don't love this. Anymore. He said, I don't love this shit anymore. He's yeah, a, but I'm a dog, and mm-hmm. then so then in his inter- post fight interview, he calls out two people. He calls out Connor for the trilogy, and and Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz makes no sense other than the fact that he's a big name. Yeah. So I think Dustin probably has two, maybe three fights left, and he's going to retire. I could just see because he's do that just the to two big money fights. Bit, you know? He calls the two big money fights, and he doesn't call for like looking for a title fight. Mm. Which I found interesting because, like, you know, most fighters, their whole career is building up to the title fight. And now he's there where, like, he's definitely in the next title fight, you know, one way or the other. And he doesn't call for that. He calls for two big names. He calls for the trilogy with Connor and then a Nate Diaz fight. And what do you think is because it's for the payday? I think or, it's for the payday because yeah. it's bigger names. It's the biggest you know, names. His paydays, I mean, he's he's putting a lot towards his foundation, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, Connor put half a million dollars towards it. That's insane. That's awesome. That's great, though. Yeah. yeah. I just watched a video earlier of uh, Dustin's wife. She went into Connor's locker room after the fight, and she was like telling him thank you, and you know, d- just for the opportunity of the fight and for the donation and everything. And uh, Connor handled it like a professional, though. I will say that man, he definitely fucking did. Like he, 
you can definitely tell like the maturity throughout the years of like who he is now compared to like yeah. the rambunctious. Ah, dude, what what was the what's the big line where he's like uh I gotta take this moment to apologize. Absolutely, Absolutely no. fucking no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's changed. I think he. I, that's. I think a lot of people got a misunder miss like a bad reading on Connor. They mm. took him as like an asshole or arrogant and stuff like that. And I was like, y'all gotta understand. Like this dude from this dude is for one, he came from nothing. And two, mm. he he's somebody who came into the UFC with a vision where he was like, oh, I know what I'm gonna do. Mm. I'm gonna become the biggest name in the sport. And he fucking. And he did. He did that. That's why you always, if you ever hear like him after or watch him after a fight, even whenever he was putting on those, uh, he was doing those um, like WWE rips at the end of his fights where he's like setting up the next one. Yeah. Before that, he's like hugging on his opponent. He's like, "Thank you. You're okay." Like he's such a nice guy. Mm. And then, uh, and then he's like, "All right, I'm I'm about to rip you right now." When I get on this mic, I'm just letting you know. But and then he go out there and he light it up and everybody and that's all people see. Yeah. And that's all there, people see. I think there's there's so much more to it too. Like, uh, or I mean, I know there definitely is. There was this fight. Me and my brother uh, Brandon. You know Brandon Mazzola? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. He he uh, he grew up with us, and I call him Blood. You get it. Um, so uh, yeah, we we're watching this fight, and this dude was just saying like the most vile, dirty shit to him. You know what I'm saying? You could see him in his ear while they were on the ground and shit. And uh, after the fight, you see the dude come up to the other dude, and they kind of like you know. Slap, you know, whatever in there. Uh, he's like, you know, I didn't mean that shit. I just had yeah. to hate you for a minute. Oh, you yeah, yeah, someone, yeah. I, have I to saw that one. That time. Yeah. I forgot who that was, but I did see that. Yeah, well, that's like Connor and uh, Khabib had like the biggest buildup and like the biggest feud, you know, between two mm. fighters. And, you know, Khabib took that shit personal. And like he, because yeah. he, he's there for business. Like he, he's there and he's there to fight. He's there to fight clean, whatever. Well, in the, in that fight, there's one point where um, Khabib, you talking now part. Yeah, Khabib, yeah, yeah. Khabib's on top of him and he's hitting him. And he said, he's like, let's talk now, yeah. let's talk now. And then the round ends and Connor gets up and he's like, it's just business. He's like, yeah. he he says it twice before uh, Herb Dean separates him. He says, it's just business, it's just business. And so he's trying to tell him like, hey man, I, I don't really yeah. hate you. Too fucking bad. Khabib doesn't play that shit yeah, at all because he he beat him and he was like, I'm going after your coach too. See ya. You know that I fight think, was insane. I think there's got to be some part of Khabib that just you know coming from where he comes from, where things like talking shit, like the most simplistic form of talking shit, is like so much more of an insult to someone like him coming from where he comes from. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? Like you're not just stepping on his toes; you're like actually slapping in the face, like what he right you know, believes in, or you know. Yeah, I would assume where they come from, because really you don't see any any Russian fighters being. Uh, real outlandish mm-hmm. and you know talking shit or anything it's more yeah, of very just no nonsensical yeah. yeah they very just like go about their business and like show respect mm-hmm. and that's just i think that's just part of their culture and the way they um the way they train and mm-hmm. the way they're taught so when you get somebody who's as outspoken and just over the top as connor yeah, yeah i think that was just a, i think that's all that was a bad recipe but I mean, it made a great few, man. Yeah, it did. That fight's that's that second fight's always there if they want it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think, I think Khabib is just like he's got such a high pedigree now, and you know uh, he could come back at any point and shake the game up if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. But then again, oh, yeah. at the same time, so let me. I, I feel like I'm not informed enough on this. You could tell me uh, <clears throat> whenever he left. If I'm not mistaken, he said it was a lot for his mother, right? He was going to go be with her. He said he reti- yeah, he retired for his mom. His mom wanted him to retire. Yeah. yeah. So, how how come <laughs> how come he's like saying like 
oh, I'm gonna come back for this fight or for this, you know, d- depending on this, <clears throat> if it was really for moms. But now he's like, nah, I might come back, you know. I think part of it has to do with that. He promised his dad he'd go 30 and 0, mm. and he's 29 and 0. But his wow. dad died. His dad died before before his last fight. Wow! So that puts even more like yeah. pressure on like this last one if he was to come back. Yeah, that's why if you, if when you watch his last fight against uh, Justin Gaethje, he submits him. They you know he puts him to sleep. Whatever he gets up and he starts going. And he like starts crying in the middle of the octagon, mm. which I don't think he's ever. I've never seen him do it before, so I don't think he's ever done that. But uh, and it was because that fight had so much weight to it because it was like it's his last fight. <clears throat> It's his last fight. He's, it's his first fight ever without his dad in his mm-hmm. corner. He always had his dad in his corner. Uh, there's just a lot of weight behind it, and I think that's part of what um, is kind of making him want to come back is just that chase for 30-0. and 0. But he told Dana the other night after watching Connor and um, Dustin, he's, he's texted him. he texted Dana, and he said, Dana, be honest. He said, I'm levels above these guys. And I, th- I, don't, I don't know what Dana said, but he's, he's right. I mean, yeah. he beats everybody, and he he was he's so good. He was about to break. He had an armbar on Justin Gaethje, and then he decided that he's not going to armbar him. He's going to choke him out because he didn't want to break Justin's arm in front of his parents. That's incredible, man. That's like, incredible. That's the he, he said that after the fight. He was yeah. Like, he I didn't said do that to him. Yeah, he said I didn't want to. Uh, his parents were there. I didn't want to break his arm in front of his parents. So I figured I just put him to sleep. That's incredible. That's wow. that's dominance right there. I mean, that just shows you what kind of guy he is, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And also for him thinking about, also with him losing his dad and his mom wanting him to retire, and then he sees Justin's mom and dad, it's like, uh, I feel like there's some sort mm. of connection there where he's like, man, I can't do that. He had to he had to sympathize with that. Right, sure, right. Sure. I mean, that man right there, he's definitely shaking the fucking Ooh, game up for sure. Bro. Is he? Oh, Stylebender, dude. My favorite. Absolutely. He's, he's so a great good. fighter, bro. He's right. so good. Have you got to, uh, when you were living in Cali, did you get to go to any of the fights out there? Because they host a lot of them out there. You know, Cali, Cali was the, Cali was a weird experience for me, man. I did a lot, and I, I feel like I could have done a lot more. Mm-hmm. But I was also in um, in a really shitty part of Cali. I was, oh, in, okay. I was in the fucking, uh, I was in the armpit of Cali, really. It was the, <clears throat> the valley is up in uh, Lamore, mm-hmm. and all there is really is like that base, and then fucking cows. Cows. Oh everywhere. shit! Yeah, so there's just cow shit everywhere and dust. Like, so you're basically yeah. still in orange. Oh, just, dude, it's so okay. much worse than orange. It's is like it, it's, it's like bad? it's like if orange, <laughs> like, got got on some like some hard drugs. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like if orange oh, got vider. worse, like more. Oh, okay, there we go, biter, bro. <laughs> yeah, man, it was whack. But the the cool thing was, you know, in any direction, three hours, something's dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can go up, down, left, right, whatever. You're going to find some dope shit in any direction. You just got to drive. So I'm lucky whenever I got to Cali, I got a car pretty quick uh, coming from Florida. And then, uh, I mean, I traveled there, bro. I definitely did. I went to went to San Fran a lot. Went to, uh, by the way, if you ever get the chance, go to Yosemite, man. Yosemite? Yosemite so gorgeous, man. It was, it was, it was real beautiful, bro. What'd y'all do up there? Just uh, or what is that like up there? Is it like a certain? Because I know it's a national park. So is it something like a, a path you have to travel? Or you just kind of free to explore. So yeah, there's there's like a uh, like a little mountain town. You know, like what you would picture like some little Colorado mountain look looking town. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Over in Cali though, and um, and then you drive up like you'll say in the little town, or at least what I did. 
stayed in a little town close to the mountain where I knew we were going to go up to go to like the, uh, the ski resort and shit. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, it's just all just, man, when you get close to the, to the actual park there, it's just so much, everything around you is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? You can just go to any part of it and just chill and just look off the side because it's just these fucking just breathtaking views, man, you know? <clears throat> and then I went, let me tell you about my first time snowboarding, bro. It's okay. insane. Oh, because I've, I've been into wanting to snowboard Dude. since I was probably 10. Never been. Okay, I'm going to tell you this, man. I made some mistakes. I made, yeah. some, <laughs> I made some fucking mistakes, bro. Okay, firstly, uh, nobody told me that you needed special pants. So I just wore two pairs of blue jeans. No, because I yeah, bro. Yeah, and I then, can. T- I, uh, I haven't been, but I can tell you that ain't right, bro. It was <laughs> so. <clears throat> also with blue jeans, I didn't know. Whenever you hit snow, it was like kind of hard snow. It wasn't like powdery. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Whenever you hit that snow in the blue jeans, it leaves like a, it leaves like a big blue imprint in the snow. Oh, okay, like yeah. A, like, I don't like know the how. dye. The dye kind of comes it's, out on the snow. Exactly, the yeah. dye comes out, and so. uh I've never skied or snowboarded or anything, right? And at the time, man, uh, it was right after my injury at some point. I gained a lot of weight. So, like, I couldn't stay on the board, bro. So, like, every time I tried to pop up on the snowboard, my big ass was slipping. So, I had to walk down the whole mountain. And I was like, I'm going to try skis, all right? So, I did the walk. Yeah, that's what, that's what everybody usually does, do the skis. I should have done skis, but I did the walk of shame down the mountain, got the skis, man. And I get going, and I remember on South Park, remember the, the french fries and the pizza? Yeah, yeah, pizza, or they do pizza, uh, ice cream, pizza, ice yeah. cream. You make an ice cream cone? Mom was the, <laughs> mom was french fries and pizza, and he's like, you french fry when you're supposed to pizza, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> well, that's what I did, right? So I had been on the bunny slip the whole day, and I got a little bit of confidence up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, been on this bunny slip. So I'm thinking the next one over is going to be, you know, logically like the next step up. Right. Like the medium. No, nah, the next one right next to it was the fucking double black diamond. And oh, shit. Yeah, bro. Like I said. Yeah. Wearing my blue jeans and shit. I don't so, know why I know what double black diamond means, but I actually know what that means. That's it, not good. That is like expert level shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. So, uh, so I start going down and I realized immediately like I fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a bad choice. And there's these little kids that are just fucking zipping around me, bro, just flying. And they're laughing at me because they could tell I'm, I'm tripping. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I know shit's about to go bad. And so I started, I should have pizzaed, but Pe- I You should have pizzaed the whole hill, dude. I should have pizzaed the whole hill. Yeah. But I french fried the shit out of it, bro. I said, it's time to french fry. I was, I was ready. You know, I gained that confidence from the bunny slubs. It was false confidence. And fucking... I started going so fast, bro, and I, I, could, I couldn't pizza my way out of it, dog. Uh-huh. So I knew, like, I need to bail or I'm going to fucking time travel or something. I'm going way too fast. So I, I said, fuck it. I'm just going to jump over to the side. So I jumped, and whenever I hit, I came back up almost immediately off of the snow, and I'm, like, flying in the air screaming, and there's these kids, like, pointing and laughing at me, bro. I swear this is, like, perfect moment, fucking right? Kids. And I'm like, what? And then I fucking hit the snow, and I'm, like, sliding for, like, another, like, 15, 20 feet, bro, down this mountain. And I look back up and there's just this big blue streak. Big blue. Somebody's ty- it looks like somebody's typing Morse code down the mountain. Just beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and it means this dude can't ski, man. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah, that's I've, man, right. I've always wanted to try that, but uh, I really never had the opportunity. I went to Colorado once when I was really young. Uh, too young to, you know, go, you know, snowboard or anything mm-hmm. by myself. But I'd love to do it. 
I'd love to try it. Where that was in? Where was that at? It was in Yosemite. Yosemite. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yosemite. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I was in Cali. Yeah, man. Cali, Cali was a uh, was a lot of dope experiences, man. Were um, you just there for the military, or did you just move out there? Nah, yeah, I was only there for the Navy. Whenever my my whole career was uh was uh, shore duty. I never uh-huh. had to go on the boat after my my hand injury. Yeah, and uh, we'll get to that because I I don't know a lot about, but I saw your X ray earlier oh, yeah. on your on your Instagram or your Facebook. Oh yeah, here's your Facebook. I was like, oh. We gotta talk about that. <laughs> yeah, man, no problem. Everybody always asks about it. I don't mind at all. Uh, yeah, after shit, I, I kind of lost where where I was with that. Uh, you're saying you're on shore duty. You were you oh, never had yeah. to go on the boat. Yeah, never had to go on the boat, man. I went from uh, from of course from Booton, Great Lakes, and went to Florida, and that's where I was stationed with Ruben for a good while. Uh, we were both actually stuck there. It was just the timing thing, whatever. And then uh, whenever I went to Cali. I got stuck there in VFA 122 after that injury. I got put on a, a what's called a medical board, and I uh, couldn't leave the state for the entirety of, of my time there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was you were in Florida, so you stayed in Florida that whole time. No, from Florida to Cali. After okay, back yeah, to Cali. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. And so what? Uh, so whenever whenever you're on that you're on medical board, you you still have like a job that you're doing, or is it just yeah. like you just are stuck? So, do they change your job depending on the injury? Yeah, so a lot of the times uh, you have the opportunity to what's called cross rate, right? You can switch to a different job. But honestly, man, like I joined the Navy uh, to be an ordnance man. You know what I'm saying? Like or- ordnance, bro, like super, super proud. You know what I mean? Like in the in the in the Navy, like our job, super. Uh, I guess like the gung ho people. You know what I'm saying? Like of aviation. You know what I mean? And uh, <clears throat> I didn't really want to do a different job, man. I didn't want to be pencil pushing you know i just i just couldn't, yeah. couldn't see myself doing it man and uh also i just i just kind of felt like uh the military life just might not have truly suited me you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying i definitely uh, uh picked the picked the mean left the bones you know what i mean took the good from it and uh, took some bad from it too you know what i mean without a doubt but uh i felt like i just had other shit i had to go do you know what I'm saying? Like there was, there was, I wasn't meant to stay doing that. So, I mean, like this, this injury is like, it was life changing and, uh, it's definitely had some, some low points, but it's also like, I feel like it was a blessing in disguise. Cause I know if I got comfortable while I was in the Navy and I got good at what I was doing, which I was good at what I did, but if I got like really good uh-huh. and like kept pursuing it. I might have got stuck in that. You might have turned it into a career instead exactly. of a, instead of like you know a tour. Yeah, and that whatever. that might have changed my character possibly. You know what I'm saying? Oh I'm yeah. People change, you know, switch up uh, as they you know climb the ranks in the military. So. I had a I had a buddy who was in the Marines, and he uh he was di- which he was different when he came back. I don't think he I don't think he ever saw combat from our our conversations, but. Uh, when he first came back, he was different. Man, he's such a goofy guy, and uh, but yeah, so he he was different when he came back, just from what he went out there and ex- and what he had been through because he's so goofy. Mm. And then he came back and like his mom said something to one of us, she to me either me or another friend of ours, and he was, she was like he's just not himself, and we were both just like oh you know give him give him time and sure enough after time he yeah. came back he got back to himself. But yeah, for even for a little bit, whenever he got back, it was he was just different. Yeah, man. Uh, I'll say the 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 biggest thing that happens to you whenever you first join is the the biggest goal is you know breaking you down and rebuilding you into the you know what they 
what they want you to be. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I mean, I'm not going to lie. A lot of it sticks with you for the rest of your life, but some of it does, you know, fade away. Uh, we call that like being a booter. You know what I'm saying? Like whenever you first get out of boot and you're still like, I don't know, man, like you don't walk with your hands in your pockets anymore and shit like that. Yeah. You know, stupid things that you don't have to do, but people just do that extra mile and you don't have to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. God damn. Oh, no. Uh, boot camp. Mm. So, because m- that buddy I was just talking about, his boot camp, whenever he came back, he looked like they didn't feed him. Oh, yeah. So, what's, is it just is it just because of the strenuous workout or in the exercise or what is so, that? It's, it's so much different for, uh, I was actually going to go in the Marine Corps. I, I wish I could have had the opportunity to, to go. I didn't get to uh, to join there. I had a finger tattoo that they were not about. Obviously, now I have. Which one was it? It was this one right here. This is the only the music note. Yeah, the music note, and it was the only one that I had visible at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know. Yeah, yeah, but, you got a lot now, but yeah, but uh, and they said that that was a no go, and that also uh, I got busted, man, when I was like eighteen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh, no, you're good. So I got busted when I was like eighteen, and uh, that was it's adjudicated and everything, but it was you know it was gonna have to be a waiver, and the Marines weren't gonna do it. So I what was to, it? What, it what, you, Oh, I got. If you I, want to talk about, oh yeah, no problem. It? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it's funny, man. I was big, picking up a bag of bud when I was like eighteen over uh, at Sunset Park. You know okay, what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. that's that's oh uh, man, what a fucking smart move. You know what I mean? Yeah, just right out in the open. Huh? Right out in the open, dude, <laughs> in a fucking park. You Couldn't know have mean? picked a more pu- more open no, park either. I literally put a sign on my window that said, "Hey, I'm buying weed. Yeah. Come arrest me. Follow you know? me if you want to watch somebody Fuck. buy weed." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, uh, uh, undercover, like, pulled beside me, and, like, he stuck his head out the window, and I was like, who, who is that? Like, obviously, they were looking at us, and uh, and I'm sitting in the car, you know, I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't, we're, we're in the hood, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got, like, three white kids in my car, you know what I'm saying? This cop pulls by, and we're in the middle of Sunset Park, like, he knows what time it is. He knows what we're doing, bro. Yeah, we're literally, sure. we're there to buy some butt, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, he, like, he comes to the stop sign. And he busts a Yui real quick, and he comes and right up to the hood of my car, like hood to hood. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then flips on them lights. At first, we were like, who, who the fuck is this? Flipped on the lights, and we're like, oh, shit. And we had just been doing, you know, have you ever been with the with the bros? And I don't know if you smoke, actually. I haven't spoke with you about this. But uh, uh, been with the bros, and you get, get some bud, and everybody's, you know, taking their little nugs and smelling like, oh, we're about to smoke, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what we were doing. Just, At the very moment, the cop yeah. came up to us. So everybody's like stuffing. So everybody had one in their hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's got like little gram bags in there. And like, oh, ooh, but you know, whatever. Yeah. And fucking, uh, yeah, man. As soon as he comes up, the cop didn't even like. He didn't even acknowledge that I was gonna try to speak, bro. He was just like, just get out of the car. Man. Yeah. Just let's just. He knew what time it was. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that sucked, but uh, anyway. So. So the tattoo and the so the tattoo and that little. We yeah. charge is what kept you out of the Marines. Exactly. But uh, I think what I was getting at, man, is uh, Marine Corps and Navy boot camp are very, very fucking different, man. Marines, okay. Marines do some some things, man, that, you know, they, they really get pushed beyond, like, physical, you know, links that you think that you can go. And okay. while, while the Navy, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're, they're definitely both a big mental game. You know what I'm saying? Big mental games that, you know, you're going to push yourself to the limits in it. But uh, I'll say the Navy was more mental than it was physical and in, uh, in boot. While I know definitely uh, Marine Corps is definitely both mental and physical. But, uh, yeah, they come out of there looking fucking 
I'm talking starved, bro. Oh my I, god, man! On the Holocaust. That's like because he was like, a big, he was a pretty big dude. Because I, I believe, I believe before he was leaving, he was actually trying to trying to get um like a seal contract or something. Hmm. He was trying to do something to where he wanted to be in. He wanted to, he wanted to like, and you can you were in the navy, so you can tell me if, if I'm missing something here. But hmm. but this, and this was years ago. But it was something like. He was trying to get this thing where he could go straight to try to be a Navy SEAL instead of like going on the boat for however long and like working his way to get there. Mm. He was trying to get something to where he, he wanted to be a Navy SEAL, basically. Well, you can you can come straight in and you, you can go through uh, through normal boot camp and then you'll go through BUDS. Yeah. So BUDS is like, you know about BUDS. Yeah, right? I know about BUDS. So yeah, that's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think you have to go do other time first. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know exactly what he was trying to do, but he was, he had like a, Sheep. I remember he had a sheet printed out on the side of his wall, and it had average um, for like uh, however many mile run, push ups, mm. pull, like all this thing, and it had like average for uh, people who go into buds. Like, what's their average? Mm-hmm. He had that, and he was like working out, like trying to get to all that and exceed all those. And he exceeded like most of them, so he was like in shape, like jacked whenever he went. Mm. And he came back, and I was like, "What in the fuck, dude?" Like, cause he was so skinny, so oh. skinny. They look came out looking crazy. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, typical, you know, typical Marine shit. Mm-hmm. Then he goes out, gets his job, and he starts doing anything, and does nothing but work out and drink, and comes back stupid jacked. Yeah, he's fucking short, like enormous. I tell you, bro, the Marines, man, they 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 own it. Whenever it yeah. comes to like the whole physical side of things, bro, they they don't play. They uh, Reno came back fucking. I tell you, man, like whenever he first came back from boot, he was like nothing, just so small, just so scrawny. And now that boy big, dog. Like if you see Reno now, you're like, dude, he's a fucking big guy, man. Yeah. Like, like I'm a big dude, but I'm just a large guy. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't really lift like that. I'm mm-hmm. just like, just built big. You know what I mean? But Reno, his little ass got fucking big, dog. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was shocked. I was like, man, it's supposed to be my little. Because well, I asked, guy. I asked my. Uh... I asked another friend of mine who was also in the Marines. I asked him. I was like, I was like, man, I was like, so, so, uh, you know, what, what were y'all doing? You know, what did you do? Because he was in he was in Cali for a, a lot of his stuff. And I was like, what? I was like, what were you? You know, what'd y'all do out there? What'd you have to do? And he was like, nothing. He's like, he said, he said, aside from, he said, aside from, uh, working out, drinking, and chasing chicks. That's about it. And I was like, this sounds fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> you would think, man. You would think. Uh, I bet. Uh, I bet it has its ups and downs. Oh, for sure. From the in, that definitely does sound pretty fucking. Yeah, dope, the way man. he described, like, because I'm sure, like, the work stuff is like, oh, that's nothing to him because mm-hmm. he's, you know, it's part of what he's used to. But and I'm sure they have a lot of. I'm sure he had some, you know, quite a bit of downtime. But he was just like, yeah, that's all we did, just drink and work out. And I was like, all right, <laughs> damn, sounds pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, that's the life, bro. That's the life. That's crazy. So your injury, though. So what? Uh, I saw you have a gnarly X-ray yeah, on your yeah. Facebook page. What in the hell happened? Because now you have that permanent. And is that why you have the lightning bolt on? Yeah, it? yeah. So I got the lightning bolt for the. So you got that permanent shock. Yeah, exactly. On. The two yeah. Of yeah. So uh, actually, it's funny, man. So uh, <clears throat> I was fingering this chick, and she sneezed. And I never got it. But <laughs> like the movie Teeth. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, everybody. Teeth? Everybody says that, man. Man, that would be the worst. Nah, man. So, uh, so what actually happened? Um, imagine like. Like a flatbed of a truck, right? Uh-huh. For of like a welding truck, flatbed but without the truck. So, where you would put big ass missiles and rockets, right? It's called an Arrow Fifty One, and we take those and and they have a big arm and a, and a ring on the end for you to put on a truck hitch, right? And we take those and bring that truck around the flight line and load up 
uh, F-18s with the bombs and missiles and whatever okay. else, you know, so on and so forth. I was loading one and we were on a decline. I was loading that skid full of missiles onto the, the ordnance truck. And I had the arm of it with the ring in my hand. And I said, don't move the, move the skid. I got it. But the person on the end of it wasn't paying fucking attention and was looking up at a jet going over some shit like that. I can't remember what they said. And uh, they pushed it. They gave it all their weight. And I had my hand on that ring. And since we're on that decline, I knew if I don't stop this, this fucking skid, it's going to, it's going to crush my body. Oh, okay. You know, so I, I had the, the, the hand of the, uh, I mean the, the, the ring of the arm in my hand. <clears throat> and so like, I put my, all my body weight like this and then my arm just fucking like just went behind me. Mm. You know, it, that ring had it, bro. And in the back of that truck, it was the kind that, uh, you can, push a button and it'll fucking bring down like the back okay, of the Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's this crevice in the back of it like this. And that's where my hand went right here and that ring went right here of the arm and it crushed and it uh, pinned me there. But I was lucky because it stopping like that, crushing my hand, stopped it from crushing my body. So mm, I mean, yeah. And then uh, I was like, yo, back it up. You know, my shit is fucked. And she, <laughs> she didn't realize and she was like, huh? I was like, back it up. Huh? I said, "Fuck it, bro. I'm just gonna have to get this shit out of here." So I just grabbed the the arm of the skid, and I guess just fucking pure adrenaline, man. Yeah. And just and just somehow I pulled it out. You know, I pulled the skid like this, and then pulled my hand out of there. And uh, this this was a big hole right here in the palm. Okay. Then, yeah, I can see a scar. Right yeah, there. it comes down to right here, about yeah, in the middle of the hand, and then this side right here it was a big hole right here. From Fuck. this knuckle to this knuckle. And then um, the bone was sticking out right there. Bone was sticking out here. These were kind of fucked up, but they weren't uh, broken. They were yeah. just like, like, suit, like you ever like put, ha- accidentally put your finger in like a, uh, like a bicycle chain or something. Oh, it kinda just like, kind of gets a little cut up. Like that indent, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, they were like that for like days, right? But uh, <clears throat> I went... <laughs> As soon as, as soon as I held my hand, I was like, oh, fuck. I'm bleeding on blood flying everywhere. Yeah. And the girl was like, go to the shop. I was like, fucking duh, dude. I'm not going to stay right here. <laughs> so I like ran to my shop. Somebody, there's always that one person who like just gives you most obvious information. <laughs> oh, oh, you need to get that looked at. No shit. Yeah. Oh, you're well, bleeding. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot, doctor. Uh, no help. So I like, I ran to the, to the, to the shop, right? And I kicked the door open and I was like, yo, AO1, my shit is fucked up. <laughs> And he was like, oh, I can't be that bad. And I was like, nah, bro, my shit is fucked up. And I went up to him and I went like this. And whenever I did that, the finger like, like, dangled, Ooh. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like fl- it kind of flicked back. Yeah, like flicked back. And then uh, my boss was like, boo. Oh, <laughs> I would have been, that would have yeah, been me. Uh, oh, fuck. It was, it was, it was. So a, that was like, it was, was it just like, because I saw the x-rays mm-hmm. insane. So it was, it was just broken to where like, they were like, we got to just take it, the. No, actually, so uh, I had four surgeries trying to fix it. So it was, it was about a year and a half worth of surgeries uh, just being in a cast, man. It was fucking, I learned how to do everything with one hand. I could put toothpaste on. on Are on you right-handed? Yeah, I'm right-handed. Okay, luckily. so, you're, so yeah. you're good, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, the first two surgeries, they sent me to uh, cosmetic surgeons instead of hand surgeons. So uh, I suppose it was just the Navy saving money I don't yeah. fucking know man <laughs> and uh yeah actually the third surgeon that did my surgery he was like whoever did this like fucked your shit up bro like yeah. you you could have been fine like the, your shit could have been saved but uh at that point man they had just there's so much accumulation of scar tissue inside my palm 
And uh, basically, it's like this. Uh, if you don't mind. That's the hardest I can squeeze your hand. Really? Yeah. The very hardest. Oh, wow. And obviously, you know, different. You know, yeah, 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 different thing. Yeah. Wow, that's weird. So uh, the grip strength in my hand is pretty much just zip. So I can, like, even with guitar, like, I can play, like, three songs, maybe four. I got to take a break. So do you, because when you play guitar, mm-hmm. what hand do you put, what hand do you strum with? right hand okay so really the hand that you use mm-hmm. to hit chords or to find your key your chords and everything is mm-hmm. the one that's damaged yes sir that's crazy yeah so actually i use my uh my pinky for two fingers now so like instead of whenever you play you use the tips of your fingers like this right uh-huh. like, a, like a hook but instead i've uh practiced it enough excuse me uh to where i can flatten it like this and hit two strings at once okay Instead of using it like that to hit one, I do like this and hit two. Yeah. Wow. So it's just it's just been a a lot of practice of building more strength in my pinky. Because even as a guitar player before, you always try to build this dexterity in all of your right. fingers and all that. But it uh, it lost a lot, you know, whenever that that surgery happened, and I had to get it a lot stronger. I couldn't play for a long time, and uh, actually, are you limited as to what you can play? I mean, it's mm-hmm. of, I would assume you can't. You can't do some like. Do you know who uh, Alejandro Aranda is? It sounds familiar. He plays like classical, like uh, guitar. No. He does some crazy. I'll pull it up. Go mm. ahead and keep telling what you're saying. But I'll pull because his he's the one that really kind of showed me like the mm. way you need your fingers and like the dexterity of, his, mm. of your fingers. Because he'll do he'll what he'll do is he'll record from the bottom of his guitar up, and mm. so you can see what he's doing, and it's like the craziest shit. It's insane, man. It's crazy shit. So I would assume, like, so you're kind of limited, mm. not to probably tempo, huh? It's it's not so much uh, tempo. I say like some some chords are just you know they literally require the finger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. You gotta have four, but uh, just because you know they're spaced in different fl- uh, frets or whatever, and literally if it's just not there, it's not there. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. But uh, <clears throat> I'd say as far as like. A lot of chords. There, there's a lot of them that you can find different way. Oh yeah, I know this dude. This is the dude that uh, he was on. Yeah, he was on Idol or whatever. Yeah, he's on American he, Idol. Uh, he plays uh, like super soft. Like he has yeah, a, yeah. But yeah, dude, his stuff is insane. We uh, here's the best one to watch. We'll and we'll cut some of this out because we're just yeah, gonna, he does that, that we're gonna tap. watch his audition thing real quick because I want you to see this shit. I, actually, I know exactly what song this is. The Ooh, something like that. Yeah, he was like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's him. Let's check this out real quick. He's from California as well. Hmm. His piano is nuts as well. Do you play any uh, piano or anything? I wish I, I fucking did, man. I just need to be around one more often. To be honest with you, I feel like every every time I am around one, uh-huh. I get it going and I start picking up. You know, little bits of it, so I can tell that it's in me. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just haven't put in the time. You know. Yeah. How much of how much of just doing like guitar? So is guitar the only thing you play? Like guitar and like bass, probably. Uh, guitar, bass, uh, ukulele. Uh, mostly, mostly all I do now is just sing and play guitar, man. Honestly. Yeah. Well, uh, but I would assume playing the guitar and other instruments, it's kind of as far as music goes, going to help you pick it up pretty quick. Absolutely, absolutely. Just having that ear for the the keys and or the. Uh, note that you're trying to mm-hmm. hit and everything well they say that uh that piano is like the 
the grandfather instrument of all, you know, stringed instruments, right? Right. And that is because, you know, anything that I can play on a guitar, you can find, obviously, on the piano. And let's be real, like, the pianos are fucking, you know, beautiful. It's a great instrument. Oh, yeah. Not to do that. Any, anybody, you know, you see walk up in the mall and sit at the the piano in the middle of the fucking mall and he, and he kills it. Like, and just take people over. react, you know. Everybody I mean? stops and watches. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's crazy. It's just a dope instrument, man. While, while at the same time, you got a dude sitting in the middle of the mall and just starts playing a guitar. You're like, who's this fucking, you know? I know. <laughs> it's a weird stigma between, like, the piano and guitar. Because, like, if you see somebody the guitar playing, guy. like, yeah. If you see somebody, like, carrying the guitar, you're like, oh, this fucking guy. Mm. Oh, he's got his guitar everywhere. But then if somebody hops on a piano, you're like, oh, let's watch this fucking guy. You know what's like, funny is I was definitely that kid in high school, though. What, you're like, this guy oh, on the fucking I was, guitar? Yeah, I was. Yeah, and then you brought a guitar shit. today, so. Uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's uh, funny. Let's check. <laughs> let's check this out real quick. And his life changed right there, man. He was and the way he strums it is so different. Yeah, he does like a. Oh, look at, <laughs> 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 bro. His face was so. <laughs> What's the dude's name? The country singer, Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan. Just nutty dog. So much talent. Look at him. Hmm. <laughs> That so, is so clean, man. Yeah. So, do you do that as well? Like the way he strums has to be different. He yeah, does it so with like I, all I his fingers. Do not tap like that. What he, what he's doing with his fingers is like his his uh his fucking thumb. He's like keeping a tempo like this, right? Okay. But he's also tapping with his other finger, like doing some wild shit that honestly I've never even like thought about trying to do. I could see like I could tell what he's doing, bro. But that's some shit. Because if I've you watch, even... he's all he's not just using just a, like he's so he's using his thumb for what you were saying. Mm -hmm. He'll hit those top couple strings with his thumb, but then he'll also go index and and middle mm -hmm. finger to strum yeah. as well. And it's and it's almost like a like a. Uh, you ever see the movie August Rush? No. So it's this this movie. Uh, it's actually an older movie, man. It's one of my childhood favorites, man. But uh, and he plays kind of like that, where he'll he'll actually put the guitar in his lap like this. Okay, I've seen people do that. Tap. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of that's kind of similar, like what he's doing, because you can tap on the strings open. By the uh by the sound hole, and you'll get like that result every time. You know what I'm saying? Slapping like that. It's just a cool fucking uh technique. I've never even really given a try. But yeah, that's dope though. What have you watch his uh watch his piano right here? I was kind of going for him this whole season. This is the only mm -hmm. season I pay attention to. I was going for him because of I just wow. Like I don't know I don't know much about music. But I know the way they're reacting and the way Luke Brown was like, he's like, I don't even know what to, yeah. he's like, he like didn't know what to say. I was like, all right, this guy's got something going on here. But watch what he, watch what he does with this on the keyboard. He does something like very similar, like as far as like how fast he moves. Why did wow. it skip? It skipped. It didn't show the. It didn't show the part I'm talking about. It skipped. That was weird. Huh. They cut that out. Interesting. Wow, I'll find it, but uh, you know I'm not gonna lie though. Like what I did just hear was fucking killer. Like yeah, he's keys, a beast. Like, huh? He should have just came out with that. Yeah, but, uh, well, and that's what they were like. Can, they're like, oh, you play piano? Can we hear some of that? And then he goes over and does that. And they're oh, just, that's how how it went down in the. That's in how, the original yeah. They're audition. like, they're like, oh, you play piano? Can we can we hear some of that? And so that's how that's how he got over there. Yeah. And then uh, but yeah, so that's so the reason we I brought this up though is because so you having that injury some of your dexterity so has gone to where now mm -hmm. you can't do some stuff like that mm -hmm. yeah without a doubt uh i'd say uh 
tempo and speed and stuff like that is a little bit difficult. Mm-hmm. But it's more or less just the fact that, like I said, it's just not there for, for certain things that I needed to be there for. You know what I mean? Just certain yeah. chords and whatnot. But uh, <clears throat> I've definitely, I feel like I've done uh, pretty okay with uh, overcoming it as far as still being able to play. Yeah. yeah. I've seen, I mean, not, not to say, not like telling you to get over it, but like I've seen a lot of people who have, like they have like one hand or whatever. Yeah. And the way that they play, like they, they find a way to do it because it's something that they love. Absolutely. So, I mean, obviously, like, already just you figuring out how to use your pinky in that way to hold two chords instead of one, mm-hmm. you're, you're, it'll just take time, but you're figuring it out already. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, he'll do it. He, he'll do it in this one. Mm. He's just so smooth. Mm. Mm. Wow. Dude. What the fuck? Well, that's insane. See, I don't know what I'm looking at. I just know everybody else is freaking out about it. Like, I know it's good. I know it sounds good, but like, I don't understand like the difficulty of it. Oh man, the, the difficulty of that is immense. Like, without a doubt, just playing playing any instrument and singing at the same time is, you know. Yes. Yeah. That's what, what he's doing too. there is like that's extraneous just physically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the dude is just moving. The whole time, he's really got his eyes closed for a lot of it. If you watch him, actually, it's funny. Funny you say that. I I literally uh, almost every time that I play, I I close my eyes. Even even a lot of times when I'm by myself. Really? Yeah. It just helps me get into like a uh, a zone of focus. I feel like whenever I play, if uh, if I'm singing, I mean, um, if I don't kind of try to lose my my surroundings, then I'm not going to be as good. Okay. You know what I'm saying I have do you to, do anything to help you get that? Like, do you like go shut yourself in a room or anything, or what do you? Uh, yeah. So you, like, I heard you say something about performing earlier. Like, do you do you like go like perform live anywhere? I haven't. Uh, obviously, COVID, everything happened right. with that. But uh, before that, you know, when I was in Cali, I'd like to go just do little open mics and things like that. Man. Okay. Uh, actually, it, it kind of sucks, bro. Like, I, I'm putting my my whole music thing on pause for a little while. Um. I'm a very tunnel, tunnel vision kind of guy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Whenever, like you about this podcast. Yeah. Whenever you you you're doing this, like you're, you're putting a whole, a whole percent in this. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're, you're really putting the time and everything. And whenever I do things, I need to get that tunnel vision. And my biggest goal in life is music, without okay. a doubt. Like 100 percent someday, I want to be able to make my entire you know life doing that. But I'm also not an idiot. I need to have my pockets fed. You know what I'm right. saying? If you want to pursue a passion in life, you also need to have a career at the same time, or at least something keeping you fed at the same time you do it. I think it was Jordan. It was Jordan Peterson for sure that gave me that uh that you know whole ideal whatever. You get it? Yeah. Way of thinking. Yeah. Way of thinking. Yeah. yeah. And uh, right now, that's that's barbering, and I know that barbering is something that I, I definitely want to do forever. Like I want it to be a trade that I can do. You know, for the rest of my life, for sure. And it's definitely going to keep me fed, you know, for a good minute. I'm in school doing it right now, and I want to be cold as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Dude, like, some of the stuff you are doing already is fucking oh, sick. Thank you, All the bro. stuff that you're posting, Appreciate some of the that. stuff that you are doing already is sick. What, one thing I thought of, because I, um, since this podcast was like last minute, I was like, man, I usually don't do research on, on my guests. Uh, just because most of my guests so far, I've known them pretty well. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, I was like, man, it's kind of last minute. I've never, me and you really, I don't think we ever talked in person. Yeah, not before. really, no, nah, yeah. And uh, and so I was like, let me just scroll through his Instagram, scroll through his Facebook real quick, and that'll be all I'm gonna do. Mm. And I scrolled through, and I was like, okay, I was like, all right. So the dude has, so the dude does music, obviously. Mm-hmm. He did the intro music for the for the show. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're you're in barber school. And you know this thing. You have a bunch of tattoos. Mm. I think. Just with a maybe, maybe maybe like you've never really thought about it or put, t- took time to think about it, but like you're an artistic dude, you have like an artistic yeah. thing to you that because mm. in because in its own way, barber school and like hair like my, that like Madison does is is like art. It's like a art form kind. Absolutely, of. yeah. And uh, so is that is that part of what drew, like brought you to it? Brought you to barbering is because it's just like you saw it as like another outlet. One hundred percent, absolutely. And I, and I'll say, um, from from being there and meeting the people that are that are doing it too and seeing like you know from age groups you know younger like 18 19 and there's some people there's this one dude doing it that's like uh man i want to say this dude was like 40 or 50 something right and he Mm -hmm. had like a whole career his whole life and he was like i got bored now i wanted to do something else so i'm here you know what i'm saying yeah so the way i'm uh, what i'm noticing is about all these people the the uh, the common thing is that they're all some sort of crafty you know what i'm saying creative in some way, but they need them pockets fed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's the same thing I was just saying a moment ago. It's like you can be as creative and as passionate as you want with music, art, whatever whatever form that you you have in you. You know what I'm saying? But you have to be sensical about your money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to be one of these motherfuckers on the side of the street asking for a dollar when you pull up to the stop sign. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I think that everybody that I've met there, man, you can tell, like you're saying, like they have that creative... Yeah. flow with them that's yeah. that's what i like i'm saying that's what i noticed with going just going through your stuff and i was like all right because music is obviously a creative outlet mm-hmm. uh as, you know some people don't like tattoos tattoos is a creative outlet absolutely it's a way for you to you know express yourself and because at the end of the day a tattoo is your idea mm-hmm. it's your idea coming to you know coming to life on you and you can see it and then uh bar you know barbering and and uh you know the way Madison does hair too just any mm-hmm. form of like with hair like that is a way to kind of now you have to do you know you're kind of limited depending on what your client wants but you still are able to like with the like you can be like so precise with your lines yeah the way you can the way you do everything you're still being creative Mm -hmm. with it so that's what i thought i was like like, this he must be a very like creative individual to just like have all because a lot of stuff you do is has to be like artistic and creative absolutely man i would say my, my my whole life has been like that yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've always, I don't know if, you know, left brain, right brain, whatever you want to say. Uh, you used to draw a lot in class? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I did same. I did a lot of, and I wanted to, whenever I got here, actually, whenever I got to Austin, I thought a big possibility of what I was going to do was be a, a tattoo artist. I wanted, I wanted to try to do that, man, and start trying to apprentice. And, uh, you know, I was just talking with family about it and stuff, and it was whenever I first got here, and I knew I was just taking some time. When I first got here, I was like, I'm just going to take a, a couple months, bro, just to try to, you know, adjust back to to civilian life. Civilian life, yeah. Which was a really tra- weird transition, man, because as soon as I got out, I got here in March, right? Mm-hmm. And that was right whenever everything happened with COVID. Okay. So, like, the very transition into normalcy, like, never, I never had that. Yeah, you still really haven't had it. Exactly. So, coming from the military into, <clears throat> you know, the shutdown, really. And that that was really weird for me, man, because I got here and, uh, you know, luckily I had my family. That's the biggest thing, right? Because yeah. whenever I was stuck in Cali for those years uh, in the Navy, I, whenever I couldn't come back, 
uh, that was the biggest thing, man, was seeing the family. You know, it's been too long. In fact, even being here right now, I just went and saw my grandfather today for the first time. And shit, I don't even know how many years, bro. Years, though. Probably think about it. Years, though. And uh, I had a point of what I was saying just a moment ago, and I totally forgot what where was I at. <laughs> fucking... you, uh, <laughs> you were just talking about coming back and transitioning into civilian life. Right, and... right, right. So that, that, that whole transition, man, was really fucking just a weird time. And uh, it's panned out now. It's it's much better now, you know. Especially coming out of the military, man. I had a few, uh, or I'm still uh, leveling out with some some certain things, man. You know, I got a, a little bit of mental health, you know, things going on from it. Yeah. Uh, you know, anxiety and things like that, mm. and uh, just really trying to get the balance of what my life is going to be here in Austin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, it's so far, it's still, I feel like it's still a little bit behind the drapes a little bit of what, what it's really going to be like. Cause I haven't seen this place, uh, fully the way it's going to be without the COVID laws. And right. You know what I'm saying? So did you, whenever you came back from Cali, did you move back to orange or did you go straight to Austin? Straight to Austin. Straight to Austin. Yeah. Okay. Um, actually, look, that's actually a perfect thing. Let me, I got some, uh, questions people submitted mm. and one of them was about that. Uh, we'll go through these questions real sure. quick. So one of them was, uh, what's it like to what's it like to live in Texas and California? How like how do you compare them? And then now, and then how do you compare them to now living in Austin? That was one of the questions we had. What's it like living in Texas and California, and how do I compare them to living in Austin? Yeah, because <clears throat> okay. I feel like Austin. The reason a lot of people from California are moving to Austin is because that's kind of that sweet spot, but it's mm. in Texas. Yeah, Austin's kind of the California of Texas. Right. Yeah. Um, man, I'll say, like, without a doubt, there's a lot of things that my, my eyes were not open to whenever I was living here before I left for the Navy. And um, I was with a really, <laughs> I was with a succubus of a woman. I'm not yeah. going to say her name. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> I had my eyes opened up to a lot, a lot of the world, you know, a lot of things about people, man. Um, for example, um, I know I'm breaking off from the, from the question. But no, you're I good. I just wanted to tell you this real quick. A big lesson I learned, man. Uh, I had this person I work with in the Navy. Uh, I'm just going to say his say, name is Danny. Okay. Uh, Danny. Okay. That's, that's a, and even if he hears this, he's a good friend. I'm sure he wouldn't mind me talking about this. Um, I didn't know it for a good while. I, mean, I was working with the guy and this dude, he'll work circles around anybody. Right. And uh, hard fucking working guy, man. I, he made, he made uh, E5 like ridiculously fast and all kind of shit, man. And uh, one day we were going out to go swimming and the dude took his shirt off and he straight up did not have a nipple. Like it was gone, but you could tell it was like a, a, a scar. Yeah. I was like, yo, what the fuck happened to your nipple dog? And he's like, <clears throat> he's like, you don't know. I was like, what you mean? He was like, uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a woman. I had the, the you know, the surgery and blah, oh, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, at first I yeah. was taken aback, you know, just because that's my homie and I didn't realize, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, motherfucker got a mustache. You know what I mean? Yeah. On the hormones or whatever. I don't know, right. man. But, uh, and then it just, it opened my eyes, man, because I mean, at some point I felt some type of weight because, uh, I mean, my teeth aren't like fucked or anything, but mm -hmm. like I thought about getting braces, you know, and I was going to see if the Navy would do it while I was in. And they were like, nah. Yeah. Real, just real quick, nah. Yeah. But at the time, they were talking about paying for people's surgeries and stuff for for trans peoples and whatnot. Okay. So I was like, okay, so I can't get my teeth fixed, but y'all can get some shit flipped inside. Of, you know what I'm saying? Right. I just I, I was real close minded about it. You know what I'm saying? 
which I'm not trying to like advocate for anybody. I don't have any sort of stance on, on whatever. I'm just, you know, telling you my experiences. Right. And, uh, I guess that, that just, that just opened my eyes that, you know, people's people, bro. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like people's just people. Oh, and, God, yeah. and, and that, that right there, I don't know. I just never met a trans person and shit. And I'll say it's, you know, it's not, it's not everything people think. It's not the stereotype of like some, you know, big girly dude. You know what I'm saying? It's oh not, yeah. It's not always that way. Yeah. Uh, well, but anyways, man, I think back to the question, uh, my eyes were kind of closed to a lot of things while I was living in Orange, Texas. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't know as many people. I didn't know any people from from different walks of life. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I'll say everything here, down here is kind of one way. Yeah, yeah. Everything down here is kind of one way, though. You yeah. know, everybody kind of follows the same pattern almost. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what. That's which. Not to throw you off the question, but no, no worries. But uh, that's one thing I've talked about as far as like why I started this podcast. Because even career wise down here, everything's kind of the same way. Yeah, Everybody's like, like right? refineries. It's like your refineries, school, you work for the city, or you're in the medical field. Mm. And that's just how it goes. Everything's kind of very similar for everybody around. Oh, you're a bartender. Or so that's what, yeah, or, yeah, when you're younger, yeah, you bartender, whatever. But uh, so it's easy to have your eyes kind of closed to a lot of uh, parts of life that are actually out there whenever mm. you don't, you're not exposed to it. Definitely. Absolutely. Whenever, whenever all you know is the same, you know, set of trees and, you know, fucking. The one Walmart in town, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think uh, so that's that's the way I would put. I, I guess for for Orange, don't get me wrong, this is my home and everything. I'm always gonna you know love this place. But uh, I would say my eyes were still closed here. You know what I mean. Whenever whenever I left, I just learned so much more about. <clears throat> I guess whenever you you're in a position of by yourself, is whenever you you find out who you really are. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like <clears throat> what's that big Sean. Uh, Lonnie said recently he was like I had to put in that song Wolves what does he say he said put put my back against the wall just to see how much I've grown that sort of thing okay yeah yeah like, I haven't heard that but yeah. yeah I get that yeah put put my back against the wall see how much I've grown really you know what I'm saying like I learned uh, a lot of shit man and uh, I'll say California people are fucking rude most of the time uh, <laughs> like but that's that's in comparison to a small town where everybody yeah. knows everybody and it's Generally, people are going to be nicer down here than in yeah. like a big city where, it's, especially, or in, in, in even if it's not a big city in California, but California is kind of like hustle and bustle, like try mm-hmm. to make it just because it's more expensive to live there. Well, you know what's funny, man? It's it's more like people are nicer here, like more mannered, but they're also some thug. Like you'll get fucked up here. Yeah, that's, it's kind of yeah. the opposite in California, like most parts. Like people are rude as fuck, but they're not about that action. Oh, you okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you'll you'll get hit with that talk real quick. You oh, know what I'm saying? Oh, oh yeah. That's all right. We've learned how to check people down here. Exactly. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I say that, you know, like I said, people's being rude. You can be in a, uh, you know, in a, in a shopping market, whatever, and you will get hit by a buggy dog. Like if you're not paying attention, little old ladies don't don't give a fuck about you. I'm oh, telling, that's yeah, so man. different because I'm telling you, because I do, because that's one of my biggest things. And I'll say I'll I'll leave the aisle if I if I go down a if I go down the aisle in Walmart or something, and somebody's standing, this is the most irritating, th- like one of the most, my biggest pet peeves is if you go down the aisle and somebody's standing in the middle of the aisle, mm. it's like, motherfucker, you don't get on one of the <laughs> sides and make way, make room for people. It is yeah. so frustrating. I, I need to move to California. I just like hit people and it's normal. Oh, dude, it'll be, it'll be totally normal. It'll just be like, oh, I see. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I see. Yeah. It's just common. Yeah, we need to adopt that off. down here. Just run people over. Because <laughs> I'm about it. Um, 
Back to the question, though, man. Uh, I'll say California was a really cool experience for as far as like living wise for the question. Um, it was it was basically like I said that a little shitty in the spot that I was in because of the area, but any direction I went, it was really cool. L.A. is full of fucking psychos. Uh, the first time I went there, uh, actually it was in Venice Beach. I went there and I, I came out. I parked the car. There's like twenty fucking dollar parking anywhere you go there. So I parked the car, come out, and walking towards the beach, and this woman comes out to me, and she grabs me by the by the collar of my shirt, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" She mm-hmm. grabs me by the collar and starts shaking me. She's like, "It's all about the fucking thoughts in your head, man." And I was like, "The lady, what the fuck?" You know, I was like, like, "Yeah, no doubt." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, word. Yeah. Yeah, and just my keep thoughts. it moving. Uh. So <laughs> Think of that and I let go. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it was, it was just a weird experience, man. It, basically, in Cali, when you're walking around. You know that the person that you're walking by in whatever street, it very well could be a fucking wacko. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's very, uh, very homeless. Very, like, I wouldn't be on the street past a certain time in a lot of areas. Mm-hmm. Of course, I've been to, to the nice areas. I've been to the places where, like, uh, uh, I'm a filthy smoker. So I was walking around, you know, smoking a cigarette. And, uh, and it's literally like you can't smoke in that town. Like, you can't walk around certain towns and smoke. Yeah. So, like, I was walking Damn. around. My buddy was like, hey, "Hey, put that shit out. Like, you can't smoke a cigarette here. You have to go in certain areas and shit." I was like, "Wow." So, uh, I've definitely been to the uppy, uppity, uppity parts of Cali. That uh, I'll say, you know what, man? I'm just not the biggest fan. Yeah. I, I had some good times there, and it was definitely a spot that that was like I can look back and say, like, I wish it was more just worth visiting instead mm-hmm. of being stuck there while I was. But uh. I mean, I might go back one day, someday, you know, down the down the years or whatever. But for right now, fuck California. Yeah, especially <laughs> right now with oh, man, man them being so locked down. Absolutely. Were you there for any of the lockdown? Nah. So like I no? said, whenever I got here is whenever it first happened. Okay. Yeah, okay. The very month that I got. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they're locked down. Like just listening to what they're going through down there, it's like oh, it's wild. It's like bro. fucking North Korea over there. You know, you know, it's crazy, man. Uh, in Austin, everybody's wearing a mask, and I got here, walked into the crawdads, and they looked at me funny for wearing a mask. Yeah, I went I to. Like, I was bro. at a. Uh, I was at Body Works this morning, and my buddy was like, he said, uh, he's like, look, man, nobody in here really wears a mask. He said that he was there working out one day. And not to throw body works under the bus, but mm. he said he was working out there one day and the worker there came up to him and said, do you have any uh, debilitating health issues that prevent you from wearing a mask? And he was like, no. And he said, they looked at him like, do you have any health issues? Like, hey, man, I'm trying to keep oh, you from wearing a mask. Wow. Like she was trying to keep like, trying, say, trying to give him the say hey, man, yeah. just say you have asthma so you don't have to wear a mask. I got asthma. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so like I we, I went today and nobody had one in there, wow. nobody. Wow. Yeah, that just makes me wonder like, what? Where's like? Is it is it just the give a fucks gone? Like, or is oh, oh SedEx don't got the COVID? No, I don't no, know, no, man. Good. I don't know. I think I, I think it's a combination of both. Huh. <laughs> we def. I mean, we definitely have it down here, but I think because when the when the mass thing first started, it's it's weird like the waves that we've went through. Because hmm. when the mass thing first started. We were like, people are like, I'm not wearing a fucking mask. And it was like a pride thing almost. Or like people had too big of an ego to like put a little mask on. Yeah, like it, like you don't want to be told what to do. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's really another thing. Yeah. And uh, and so people weren't doing it. And then eventually it's like, okay, look, it's not a big deal. I'm, I can just put it on real quick to go in the store and take it off when I get outside. Mm-hmm. And then now it's just like you you go into a store and it's like, oh, we're, we're none of us are doing this shit? Okay, sweet. 
Like that's a that, that's exactly how it is. I went into where was I at just the other day? I was at um, fuck. It doesn't matter where I was at. <laughs> to be honest, I was somewhere and I had uh, I walked in and I was the only person in there wearing a mask. And I was one of the people who like wasn't a big fan of wearing the mask at first. I was mm-hmm. like, come on, man, it's it's yeah. crazy. Like I'm not wearing. And then and I looked around and nobody was wearing one. I said, and I, I like the lady who was working, I grabbed my mask. I said, oh, none of us are doing this. And she's like, yeah, we're not doing that. And I was like, okay, cool. Wow. Nobody in there had a mask on. Damn. It's weird how it's changed. Bro, let me, let me, let me tell you this thing that happened the other day, man. This, uh, it's funny. You talking about the mask. I was in Walmart and I was, uh, I was actually on a little run for my school to pick something up for the school. Right. So, uh, I'm in there and there's this dude, I'm in the self-checkout and there's this dude with like the, the, the big like canister looking gas mask, right? Oh shit. And he's, he's irate about something like an older, older dude, like he the dude had white hair, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Older dude. But, uh, he's very irate, very pissed about something. And he's like wearing like some overalls and a big ass gas mask and shit. And, uh, and he's going off on the, on this Walmart lady and she's like, sir. Just buy this. Just buy your shit and leave, essentially. Mm-hmm. But she's being nice, you know. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, I done tried a bunch of times." Blah, blah, blah. Just basically, he's not having it, bro. Yeah. He's alright for whatever reason. And she's like, <laughs> he just starts storming away from her, right? And I'm at the self checkout, and she's like, "Sir, you have to pay for blah. like literally chasing him, doing this at him." Right? Yeah. And then she like looks at me, and then she goes, "Will you stop him?" I looked at her so. The fuck! I don't want to work at no. Walmart, dog. What the? I don't know you. And fucking so obviously she's obviously she gives up on me. I'm not gonna help her. So yeah. I go to leave Walmart, and because of COVID, they have one of the exits, like the big exits, closed. Right. So I couldn't leave right there. So I go to leave, and the the R8 gas mask dude is standing there, uh, going off on the Walmart people, and I'm trying to leave. And so I'm trying to go around him, right? And there's, lo and behold, there never is a fucking Walmart person there. But there was a Walmart person there at this time. And the person looks at me and gives me this big, nope, like, you're not you're not coming through this door. Because it was the one that says, you know, enter, not exit, whatever the fuck. Right. So, obviously, they're looking at me. For, for whatever reason, basically, Walmart's trying to corner me into fucking dealing with this irate man. Because the only way for me to get out is go past him. Uh-huh. And he's blocking the exit. So, I come up. And all these Walmart people are surrounding him. I'm like, hey, I need to leave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he looks at me for a second. And I was like, hey. Like I yelled. I was like, hey, fucking get out of my way, bro. Like, yeah. let me leave. And he and he looks at me for a second, kind of pauses and gives me like this. Oh, no, they, I'm not leaving till blah, blah, blah. Whatever his fucking reason, he's freaking out. Can't yeah. really hear him. He's just screaming in a gas mask. And I was like, get your fucking shit. Out of my fucking way. I'm leaving right now. And then he like kind of just gave me this weird, awkward look and just stepped to the side. And the Walmart people looked at me like, yeah, he's finally doing it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I work for them and I'm security. Really, I was there buying some, you know, whatever the fuck I was doing. And uh, yeah, man, it was just That's fucking insane. people being wild. Is it this all of COVID, this whole shutdown thing and everything we went through now has made people insane. Mm. Freaking domestic violence is through the roof. Uh, suicides through the fucking roof, like dude, it's insane what this has done to people. Mm. This, yeah, me. I mean, with where I work, I'd have seen that dude and just been like normal, whatever. Yeah, just because the crazy shit that I see. I, we were in, we went to Austin when uh, Hurricane Laura came through. We went to Austin, and uh, you had a bad experience in Austin last time you went. Uh, I didn't have a bad experience in Austin. I was new to it, and I didn't understand that downtown Austin is what sucks. Mm. 
outside of mm. Austin does not suck. Like the yeah. outskirts is badass. Absolutely. But downtown is trash. Yeah, it's real dirty, real homeless. It's going to be real, yeah. you know. Unless you you know what you're getting into, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's how that's how it's like cuz I even put I posted and I was like, "Well, Austin sucks, whatever." And mm. then it was my last day there. It sucks cuz the last day I was there, I, instead of going into downtown, I turned right and went the other way. And awesome. Oh, it was yeah. awesome. Like the shops and everything was great. And uh, I even I went back to I was like, "All right, correction. Downtown Austin sucks." Yes. Austin, I, I Austin does not suck. Wholeheartedly agree, bro. Yeah. Like you can you can uh, see some nasty shit in downtown Austin. Well, we were leaving um it's this barbecue place in downtown Austin. I think it's called like Cooper's Old Time mm-hmm. Barbecue or something like that. And we were leave me and uh me and Vanessa were leaving there. We walk out and there's this homeless I would assume he's homeless just, you know, profiling him. He's homeless. Just cuz like mm-hmm. the way he's dressed, he like he's like in his underwear. Like in his underwear and a, and a torn T-shirt. He's got the homeless swag. He's got the he's homeless. Got, yeah. He's got the homeless going on. Mm. And uh, he has like a you know fucked up beard and all that stuff. He's standing in front of a restaurant that has that's all glass. Mm. So there's they they see him, and he's doing like I don't know if he's doing like tai chi or yoga, but he's in front of the window <laughs> doing like this, and doing all this type of shit. And I was like. Vanessa, let me go take a picture of this guy. <laughs> and she was like, "Uh, fuck no!" I was like, "What's he? Gonna, what's he gonna do? He didn't know what's going no. on." I could, especially with the way I know how to communicate with people who are like losing their shit. Hey, you literally work like, a mental approach. I could mm-hmm. be like, "I'm like, oh yeah, great job, man!" And he would be like, "Fuck yeah!" And he'd just keep it up. <laughs> he might show me his. He might show me his best shit if yeah, I'm he, like, he's not even showing his good shit. Yeah, yeah. Just, let's yeah. get this. Let's give him a tip and see what's going. Let's see what he's got. <laughs> But uh, yeah, dude, it was man. You got the free sample right there. You don't know what he's really yeah. You got, don't man. yeah. You don't ever start with your. You don't start with your finishers. Yeah, you don't give them the finishers, man. Yeah, you don't right start on. with that yeah. grand finale. Oh, but man. let's get to this next question, man. This uh oh, actually, uh, if you don't mind, I'm gonna finish that first. Oh yeah, one real fin- quick. Uh, oh, yeah. so the, we, just the last bit of it. Uh, hometown. Eyes open when I left California. I'll say. You know, good and bad. What's that that saying? I say a lot, man. I learned it from one of my mentors. They say, you know, uh, take the meat and leave the bones, which is funny because I'm vegan. But, (laughs) but uh, yeah, Uh, took took. When did that? When when did that happen? You become vegan? I became vegan in uh, California. Yeah, I was still, that shit, I was still in You know that shit don't fly down here. Yeah, I know. It's definitely, it's de- <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a culture shock, uh, you know, having a vegan around for a lot of people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they're like, well, what the, f- what do you fucking eat, man? And I'm like, plants. And they're like, what else? You know? Yeah. But, With uh, what kind of steak on it? Yeah, what kind <laughs> of steak you put? Yeah. Fucking, the one buddy of mine always says, like, I need something dead on the plate, bro. I don't know how you eating that, man. Uh-huh. That's what he always says. But, uh, nah, man. But the best... I'll say to to answer that first question, the best of it is Austin, man. I fucking love Austin without right. a doubt. I mean, I live in you know the Georgetown area, and I make the drive to Austin, but uh, it's fucking great. Oh shit, do we need a? Hurry? No, you're good. Okay, cool. No, you're good. We're good. Word. Oh yeah, so you mm. but you love Austin? Though? I fucking love Austin, man. There's so much like, even like I'm not as much of a drinker now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a very big marijuana smoker. I love fucking bud, right? It anxiety, fucking. Appetite, whatever, like anything in life, man. Like I'll, I'll wake up and you know light a bowl. I, I think there's literally nothing wrong with marijuana whatsoever. I just wanted to put. Do that you out use there. A, Do you use like marijuana and like music as far as like helping you with your anxiety that you got from uh, when you got out of the military? Um, I'll say that that I feel like marijuana just helps the anxiety like throughout the day for real. Yeah. Like if I feel, you know, just whatever moments, bro. You never know like what can trigger like some anxiety, you know, energy. 
And uh, I feel like smoking really just kind of takes it off a little bit because yeah. sometimes you can't help it. You know, whatever whatever is going to cause it is going to cause it, and the buds are not going to really be able to you know stop everything like that. But uh, I'd say it definitely helps, man. Okay. Definitely helps, and also just just simply because I, I think it's you know it's a, it's a good thing that uh that you know there's there's nothing wrong with it. You know, right? I yeah, I don't see anything bad about marijuana, and a lot of people you know agree or disagree, but either way, I'm not here to. Yeah, hey, yeah. we will get to it. But uh, what was the, what was I, I tying that around? You were asking if it if it helps with the. Anxiety. I was just I hoping. Yeah, I was wondering if it, if you do any of that because it helps with the anxiety that uh mm-hmm. you got from being in the military or anything. Absolutely, it it definitely helps a lot, man. It uh, and the music, and honestly, I think the most that helps with that sort of thing is just being around family. Yeah, just being around people that you know generally give a fuck about you. Yeah, and I think that that also stems from being stuck in Cali just by myself for a long time. Because you know the people that are, that you work with and everything, they start to rotate out. But I was stuck there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was a lot of you know uh, solitude, you know, going on over there in Cali for me. But uh, I say it's night and day, man. I love it over yeah. here, bro. Life is, man. I just feel like I went through a really, really shitty part of my life. You know, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, that was good too. Those great parts of the military. Some people that I met that just I'll I'll forever love. You know, for the rest of my life. Um, but you know, back to that old saying I said again: take the meat, leave the bones. Yeah. But uh, where were we at with this again? We were just talking about you, you know, living in Austin and everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I think we, I think we finally, finally made it through that question. Yeah. We, that one. <laughs> we, <laughs> so I, mean, I can but, talk, bro. I'm no, hey, that, but that's <laughs> see, but that's why I wanted to start this little, uh, this little fan questions thing is because it leads you down so many like mm. lanes that you might not have thought of. Right. And so that's why I wanted to do this. So it's doing exactly what I wanted it to that's do. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to this other one though. The second one was uh, for your songs. Do you make your own beats or in, uh, beats slash instrumentals? And uh, do you collaborate with other artists? Um, collaborating with other artists is something I really want to do a lot more often. Mm-hmm. Um, music is kind of on a pause right now for barbering. And we right. talked about that um, until I get, you know, cold as fuck. And then I can start balancing out my time with both. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> I would say that I've had people send me. Actually, funny story, the the song for your intro, Let mm-hmm. It Go. Uh, that one someone sent to me. And it was Stephen Brown, actually. He sent that to me, and he said, you know, throw a hook on this. And so I wanted to just put an idea, really. Just put an idea in. So I, I thought of a, a pattern, and I went in the, the studio like an hour later. And, you know, put the put the money down for it. And went in with that beat, had the stems of it, and put down just, just that hook that you heard. Mm-hmm. I think it was maybe in like two or three takes. That's it. And the, so uh, that whole thing was supposed to be a rough draft to work on later, but it ended up not being fully everything but uh i plan on doing something else for you it's gonna be really dope oh, really? Kinda, oh one yeah, specifically for the show one specifically for your Fuck show yeah yeah, dude. yeah but it's uh i can't wait for that absolutely man can't wait for that it's gonna be some time but uh once once i do get that opportunity i'd love to do that for you man that'd be awesome and, and again i really appreciate you doing that for real bro I thought oh yeah man dope. that's what that that was you know a lot of what i want to do with this podcast is especially highlight people in this area Mm. You know, help help us. You know, get build, bring everybody up. Yeah, trying to you know, there's yeah. there's enough there's enough uh, out there for everybody. So bring everybody up, and that's why I was like, I'm not gonna because you can I can buy I can like buy like a sample or whatever I can mm. buy whatever I need to for that. But I was like, fuck that. I'm gonna use somebody I use somebody I know somebody local, and I had a couple people that uh, they just weren't professional about how they went about it, and I was like, 
like I, I had a guy who said he was gonna work on something mm-hmm. and it was taking like took like three months and I was like, hey man, I'm you know I don't need it to be perfect. I just need you yeah. know you can f- give me give me thirty seconds and you work, do what you got to do with it and then we'll I'll switch it. But I need something to start with. Yeah, and so. I ended up not going with him, but yeah, man, I'm actually glad I'm so much. I, I remember the day I was sitting in the parking lot at work whenever I told, I was like, don't worry about it. And I told him that. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I did that, I texted Ruben. I was like, your buddy John makes music, right? Yeah. And he was like, yeah. And so that's why I hit you up. And I was like, let's, let's do this. Okay, man. That's yeah. the, that's the first thing I, t- I said to him too. I said, uh, well, he's family, man. As soon as, as soon as, you know, uh, Ruben and Medicine got together you know what I mean Yeah. just because I've always had that re- uh, relationship with Ruben man we trained uh, MMA whenever we were younger and stuff and of course he kept pursuing it he's fucking crazy good Dog, man. obviously yeah. he's a fucking monster but uh, <clears throat> yeah man we obviously went to the same school and everything like that been good friends for a long time uh, I'm glad he made that connection though for real though yeah this for real me too a dope opportunity I'm excited to see what, I'm excited to see what you come up with yeah, I'm excited man. for it. Absolutely. Oh, but to answer the question, uh, yeah, most of the time, uh, the way that I'll do music, um, even if I'm writing something lyrically, I'll have entire like vocal patterns or, or entire like like poems almost like written in my phone a lot of the times, or I'll just jot them down. Even like a like a simple phrase, like something I'll hear in a movie or something, like mm-hmm. just the way they said something, and I'll write down that little phrase, and that'll that'll just build. Or it'll even uh, just be added to something else that I already have. And I'm like, oh, this kind of works with this thing I was working on like six months ago. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And uh, sometimes it'll be uh, guitar parts. But I feel like a lot of the time with my guitar playing now, I've simplifl- simplified a lot of my method into making riffs and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like right now, at this point in my music career, I need more collaborators I need more musicians I right. need more people that are that are as about it as I am you know the people that have that tunnel vision and, and will push this you know music further but uh, at the same time it's kind of hard to do right now because of Austin you know or because of COVID my bad and you know finding these members they're out there bro I'm, oh, in, yeah. I'm in the town you know, I'm in the town to find them you yeah. know I'm literally in Austin dog yeah. but I can't find them because of you know COVID shut down yeah Absolutely, it's tough. I mean, I have a uh, a couple people, man. Like like that that friend I was talking about, Stephen Brown. He's still really about it. Do you know uh, Julian Edwards? Julian Edwards, yeah, yeah. He's supposed to come on too. No shit. Yeah, Fuck yeah. yeah. Dude, we're yeah good that's friends. my dog. Yeah, he he's actually he's wanted to make music with me though. Like he uh, Julian does. Yeah, he he plays guitar and he's he's fucking cold, bro. Yeah, he's Damn, good. I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. He comes over to the crib. Uh, it's been a hot minute. Uh, like I said, you know, whole bar thing, put it on pause. But before. I did put it on pause. He was coming over. We were, we were starting to get something going. And then, uh, you know, I started school and everything, and things kind of slowed down with, with us jamming and everything. But he came over recently, like very recently, and we were like, bro, we got to get back on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just give me a little bit more time. But he's he's very about it. And then uh, Stephen Brown, those two, there's two people right there that I know are very about it. That's a uh, guitarist, guitarist and a drummer. But uh, I need more, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I really, honestly, if I could stop playing guitar... That would be dope if I could just sing. But yeah. I know at the same time, I feel like there's some sort of novelty in me playing mm-hmm. because I'm missing the finger or whatever. Yeah. And like some people are like, oh, that's, you know, that's kind of like a little bit of a hook sort of thing. You know uh-huh. what I mean? But uh, at the same time, I feel like I never, ever, ever want to try to, I don't want to say exploit that, but I mean like use that. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't ever want to try to be that dude trying to make it like, hey, look at me. You know, because I, I feel I'm, I'm injured. Be, yeah. be more impressed because I have one exactly. less finger. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. I don't no. want to be that. But dude. there's some. But there's something about it that could be like, because uh, the way I, just just then you saying that the way my mind works is like, that's like especially if you like that's like a kind of kind of a funny piece of just who you are. Like, dude, the the merchandise you can make off that one day. Yeah. Like the shirts yeah. of just like a guitar and then the, you know, the <laughs> finger missing on there. Like, that's sick. Yeah, I think that would I think be it's a, I think it's a cool thing. Thanks, man. You know, I've had a lot of people t- uh, tell me that. They... It's kind of whack to have all your fingers now. I'm thinking about it. Everybody's got all their fingers. <laughs> Who this needs is... them, bro? Yeah, man. Who needs this? them, man? <laughs> I always tell people, man, you're going to join the nub club. Be careful. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Like, sister cutting tomatoes or some shit. Really. You're going to join the nub club, dog. That's what I'm saying. See, there you go. That's <laughs> that's merchandise right there. The nub club. Nub club, bro. That's funny you shit. Know, it's, it's, it's so funny, man. One time I, when I was in Cali, I was at, uh, I want to say I was in Santa Maria or something like that. And uh, this woman came up to me. I was sitting at the bar. And she, she looked at my hand. She was like, can I see your hand? And in my head, obviously, I'm like, you're fucking rude, bitch. You know what I'm saying? But no. Like, <laughs> you showed like, her yeah, the other one? Yeah, I should have showed her the right one. <laughs> no, I showed her the hand. I was like, okay, yes, yeah, sure, show the hand. She was like, check it out. Missing the same one. And I was like, yo, I got a nubby buddy, dog. This what? Is <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's funny shit. Uh, <laughs> let's hit this other one real quick. Yeah, for sure. I think we covered, yeah, we covered that one. Hmm. Uh, let's hit this other one. Um, Oh, we kind of talked about this one too. This last question though was, uh, "What's the plan with music? Is it more of like a a, a hobby or something you want to cr- pursue a career with?" Mm. I would definitely say, uh, without a doubt, like my intentions will always be, you know, behind my intentions. I'll say there'll, there'll always be the want and the push, and like in me, I, I say like I know I will do music as a career one day. Yeah, and as of right now, you know. I'd just, I'd just be an idiot if I just stopped doing everything else I'm doing and just pursue music. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I got, like, I said it earlier, you know, I got to keep my pockets fed. Yeah. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, the, the the career field that I chose to do so is a creative outlet. Right. You know, doing barbering and doing things like that. It's it's really, it's conducive to the energy it takes to do music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Aside from the very the very hustle that it is, the time that it takes, the uh, the, the the amount of push you really have to put into it. That's just going to take away from the music. But at the same time, you can feed off of it because it's creative energy. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Whenever you keep that same sort of flow, that's how you're going to be. You know what I'm saying? That's a, You have to be like, if, if you want to be, I feel like if you have to want to be um, in any sort of creative outlet, you have to draw from everything that you do. Mm. You can't just, because like, think about it as in like um, comedy or not, I'm sorry, not comedy, but comedy as well, but mm. is in uh, music though. Mm. Just going about your day, if you're real observant and you're taking in everything, the sights, the sounds, the smells of everything, you can create something off of that. And that just go that goes into every like with even me podcasting, like the if I've really I have notes in my phone of stuff that I've came across since like the last episode, and I never go into it just because the conversation is usually good and it flows, but uh because I try to be more aware as to what's going on, mm. and like I think any creative outlet if you like with your barber with barbering school if you're really in tune to what you're doing and you're really taking it in and being creative like like that next level of mm. creativeness as to absorbing what's going on around you all that helps with the, with everything that you're doing absolutely i think uh 
I think a big part <clears throat> of pushing myself like creatively with the things that I do like that. Um, I'm a very big like perfectionist, and and I'm real real hard. <laughs> Me on myself, too, bro. Like, Me oh, too. I I'll do a cut, man, and I and I know like other people are telling me it looks good right people can tell me that the whole time but in my head if it's not the way i want it to be i'm pissed you know what i'm saying yeah. i might not act mad or anything but like i know like that's not the best i could have done and i'm not gonna be happy until i do that you know what you I'm saying? Have it exactly right exactly so in I your mean, creative vision yeah yeah and that's 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 a that's a hard part of this game for real because like you can't just start and just be that good Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, I've fucked up a couple heads so far. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, but you know, progress. And uh, just like I'm sure you've broken a couple chords on your guitar oh, before. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. It's Absolutely. all, it's all, it's all relative. Man, I can't remember it's all the, the same first thing. time, like playing in front of people. I was so fucking scared. Like, I didn't even really sing. Like, I just started, like, I don't know, man. It was just whack. But uh, it took me a long time to really get that confidence to do that, too. And it's kind of similar with cutting. Like, whenever you start, like, it's very easy to slip out of the moment to not be present because mm -hmm. it takes that much focus to be that you know to do something like that creative you know what i'm yeah. saying and uh i think that's that's a big part of it is trying to stay in the moment mm -hmm. trying to stay as focused like us having this conversation right now yeah if for whatever reason you your, your mind starts slipping and thinking about some other shit from yeah. yesterday or whatever and then you're like oh shit hold on what were we talking you know what i'm saying yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. i've done that many times in here many times <laughs> and I'll do it. I'll do it a bunch of times more. Yeah. I'll, do, I'll keep doing it. But absolutely, that's what, it. All comes with practice, though. That's what I'm saying. It's all relative. Like it's it's all repetition until you mm -hmm. get it to where you're. It becomes just who you are, just doing it the way you want it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, yeah, it's all relative, man. I think I think just you using just you having so many creative outlets. So it's all they all build off each other. I would I would think. Yeah, for, I mean, for me at least, I I this is my creative outlet and now i have fun with the i have fun with like the posting and like thinking of like advertising ideas and stuff that's that stuff is fun to me and uh i can build them all off each other but like just like i was saying a minute ago just trying to take in you know be present and take in what's going on mm. helps me and helps me in here as well absolutely that, that that whole thing of being present is really uh something i didn't really understand whenever i first heard it being present you know what i'm saying oh yeah it, it's really it's it's more or less in my head just fucking focus yeah you know what i'm saying because I'm, I'm real add bro i'll bounce from whatever yeah. i think we're very similar because yeah. you said a lot of stuff where i'm like yep that's me that's me <laughs> it's yeah. it's funny we never actually hung out bro for real because we, yeah. we have a lot of you know a lot uh, of the same friends yeah a lot of the same i didn't friends. know you knew, you knew julian yeah dude julian's yeah, fucking awesome yeah he's so funny it's funny bro i saw him uh first time i saw him in austin whenever, whenever i first got out i recognized him but like me and me and Jules has never been like tight like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like he he was uh younger than me. In fact, in your your Yeah, class, we're the right? same yeah. age. We graduated together. And I was I was a grade above Ruben. Okay. Yeah. So we uh me and Ruben had a few classes together, but uh graduated a year before him. But um sure where was I with that? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember seeing Jules when I first got out. I was like, who the fuck? I remember that dude. And then we just clicked, man, and we uh we started talking about music. He he played some guitar shit on his phone. And man, I tell you one thing as a musician, bro, everybody in their fucking mama like whoever plays whatever they play is gonna tell you like oh we needed to jam we need to jam like everybody says that shit to mm -hmm. you right because i mean you know musicians want to jam together oh but yeah at some point you know and by no by no means do i think like i'm some sort of fucking great like you know like that dude whatever mm -hmm. but uh you gotta stop playing with the people 
that are just learning their first chords and shit at some point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it stops being fun and it yeah. stops being worth your time. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, I, re- I can relate. I can relate. That yeah, goes to that goes to like one of my I guess it is a cre- another creative outlet that I have is uh jiu- jiu-jitsu with Ruben mm-hmm. because I I can relate to that because it's like when you when you go you know roll with somebody who knows nothing mm-hmm. or who's learning their first couple sweeps and stuff like you're like that time's for them at that point. Yeah, I'm I'm helping them. I'm I, mm-hmm. I have no problem helping them, and I, I'll roll with them for them. But eventually, it's like I need Ruben. To, I need Ruben to come f- whoop my ass real quick. Yeah, because Ruben's going to be the one that teach me. Push you. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to push me mm-hmm. to uh, come up with stuff and be creative and try to figure it out. So I, I can relate to that. That's a big part of doing music too, man. I love being uh, collaborative with musicians that are better than me. Yeah, I have I to love playing with people that are better than me because it, it just pushes you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You you have to, you know. But also you're not gonna learn from somebody who you know more than. Exactly. Yeah. And what what can you learn if you already know? Yeah. But you know, I feel like a lot of the times I, I try to keep myself, you know, really, really humble with this stuff because, you know, people tell me, you know, hey, that sounded good, you know, whatever, give me compl- compliments and stuff. And I'm not the best at taking compliments. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the type of Dude, guy. We're the same fucking person. Absolutely. The same person. But uh and a lot of the times, man, you know, I'm just like a, a lot of people. It seems like you could relate. I have a lot of, you know, the the self doubt, self worth issue, you know, oh, things yeah. like that. You mm-hmm. know, you, oh you pick God. up as as a man going through Dude. life, you know, all the time. Yeah, man. And uh, it's it's really hard for me a lot of times to to take compliments. You know, people say like, "Man, that was so good" and stuff. In my head, you know, for whatever reason, uh, I'll be like, "Nah, it really wasn't though." You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, oh, they don't, they don't even realize like I could do that better. Right. And that wasn't the one they should have heard. You know what I'm saying? I could have pushed that out better. But at the same time, man, like not everybody's fucking lying to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's how that's how yeah. I like that's how I feel like because um, I like to cook as well. When I cook something like if if Manessa eats it and she's like, oh, this is really good. I'm like, bitch, you live here. You got to say that. <laughs> Like you gotta say you that. You want something, huh? Yeah. You, this is the only thing we got to eat tonight, so of course yeah. you gotta say that. You probably hungry as fuck. Yeah. Like I always man. want somebody. I always want somebody outside to come try it and then tell me if it's good. Yeah. I can't. I. I'm like that too. This is just because we, man. You said so much stuff. Where I'm like, we are the same fucking person. That's crazy. This. So this is one thing I'm curious of because this is one thing I I kind of struggle with. Do you at all struggle with? Like if you do something for somebody or you know whatever whatever it is, and somebody says uh, thank you, do you struggle saying you're welcome to somebody? Yeah, I do that. Because I, I I I cannot say like you're welcome. I'm always just like I'm like always like yeah no problem like it's not I just for whatever reason I can't be like oh yeah you're welcome I can't do it that's, I don't know that's what kind it of is. A funny thing man I've never uh, never thought about that. You know I'll say that I feel like whenever I do things for people. Uh, I'm I'm a very empathetic person, you know. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying I try to try to have a lot of empathy. And whenever I do things for people, I feel like it's almost selfish because I get like a, a lot of fulfillment, or I feel good from mm-hmm. doing shit for other people. Yeah. So little do, do people know that like even I'm doing because I want to do that. it. Exactly. I'm yeah. doing it because I want to do it, but it's for you, whatever it is. Yeah. But really, it's it's kind of for me at the same time because it makes mm-hmm. me feel good to help you. Yeah. So, like, what, what the way I related in my head when you said like you have trouble saying you're welcome, it's like for me, like when someone says, "Oh, thank you," like in my head, I feel like they don't have to thank me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's exactly how. I yeah, think. it's it's not like a thing you need to thank me for. This yeah, is just it, what you get. For it kind of makes me people. uncomfortable when somebody says thank you because yeah. thank you. I'm like, I I was gonna do it regardless whether you know. Yeah, I'm. I was gonna do that because like, you're not people. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I totally understand what you're saying. Like the the thing isn't necessary. 
And it's uh, that also comes from. I mean, no, I, I get it. Now down here, it's just manners and all yeah. that. I get it, but for for whatever, I've just I've noticed that I've been trying to be more like self aware in the past uh, past couple years, mm. and uh, especially for a while now, I've been trying to be more self aware. You know, having a son and everything, I gotta like think about how I come off to people and everything, and uh, in doing that, trying to be more self aware, I've noticed that I have a huge problem with, I cannot say you're welcome to somebody. Now, I'll say something along the, I'll say something, you know, like, no problem, yeah, oh, you're good, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. just I, something, you know, but, that you but just, that, man, I just straight up saying thing. you're welcome to somebody, I cannot do it. Can't huh. do it. Now that, like, now that you mentioned it, man, I really do think I do something a little similar to that when you say like, oh, it's all good, it's all, you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah, you're good. That's no most of the, yeah, that's yeah. most of the time the way that I would say you're welcome. I don't think that I use the actual phrase you're welcome that yeah. often. But in my you brain, it com- in my brain, that's what it, like, I think, to, like, oh, say you're, say you're welcome and I'm like, hey, we're fine. Like, yeah. it just, it doesn't come out that way. They're like, all good. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Can't do <laughs> it. It's wild, man. It's a weird um, thing I have. I think uh, the biggest thing that, that I have something similar like that, I hate making plans. Like, I'm really so Ooh, fucking we're, anxiety. We're bro. off on that one. Super anxiety, bro. <laughs> I fucking... Well, this is why. And I know it's it's because of the military, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Whenever I make a plan, I have to fucking stick to it. Yep. And, and it's without so a we're doubt. So we're the same. It's, it's very fucking... Like a fucking knife in my side, bro. It's happening. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And uh, it was like like earlier. We made, the, we made this plan for 4 o'clock, right? Yeah. But in my head, I knew that I wanted to get the full time with you. I wanted to do this thing fully, you know, yeah. as we spoke about, don't do shit half-assed. And uh, while I was out, you know, visiting some people in Beaumont and stuff, I was just, the whole time I could feel it in me, wanting to get back here because we all, just because we set a time. Right. And I know that that's my schedule. So we're the same. So then we're very yeah. much the same. Exactly. So I'm very OCD. But you said it's from the military. Mine is different. Mm. So I'm like that. I'm like that, and I've talked about this already. If I, it's crazy, I'm like, this is this is like the sixth podcast I've recorded, mm. but I've probably brought this up four times already. So <laughs> it's crazy. Like I'm like that though because the only thing I can wrap my head around to realize why I'm like that is because growing up, my uh, my mom and dad were separated. Mm. Well, my dad would be like, yeah, I'm come, we're, I'm gonna come pick you up today at twelve. Mm. Let's just say twelve, and he wouldn't get, and he wouldn't show up till six. Oof. And so then I'm walking, you know, walking by the front of the house, waiting for him to show. I got my backpack, I'm ready to go, and he doesn't show up. And then, or if he if he show he'll either show up super late or he never showed up at all. And then it's like, so now I think that's why now when it comes to like making a plan with somebody, like you don't have to. If I if I tell you I'm gonna be somewhere at a time, that's the last text you're gonna get from. Yeah, me. You, you don't have to text me again. You're gonna be there because I will be there and I'm gonna be there early because yeah. that's how that's just how my brain works now. Same fucking way. Same way, absolutely, man. Same way, absolutely. but different different ways of getting there. That's yeah. crazy. It's funny uh, the phrase I see a lot. Uh, my instructor tell me it's fucking different ways to get to Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Different ways. Yeah. But uh, I, I'd say the reason why it gives me anxiety though is because of that. Like how hard I have to stick to it. You know what I'm saying? And other people will piss me off if you if you fuck with my time with wherever I have to be. Mm-hmm. Like you're pissing me off. You know what I'm saying? And and that's uh. I don't know, a weird thing that I've been working on a lot. Like when people text me and stuff, I, I feel really anxiety about making any plans. So do you so let's see let's see if we're the same on this one. So do you get irritated if you make plans with somebody and then they cancel last minute? Oh, if it's a last minute, bro, I'm not making plans with you again. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like absolutely. I feel if, you. if someone drops me uh, on a fucking plan that especially if it's been something for like a hot minute. Yeah. You know? uh, if we've been planning it and then you just 
well, nah, bro, I'm not hanging out with you for a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I am. I get I get frustrated just because the way, just cause like we're saying, the way I go about time, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be there. I'm preparing early. I'm, you know, I'm good. I've got it. Well, see, I, I think this is where where we have that similarity, but opposite, like you said, because I'll stop making as many plans because I avoid that 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 uh that anxietal energy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I just, I just rather not fuck with it. Cause I know at some point it's going to piss me off or it's going to make me feel this type of way. Yeah. Making all these plans. And stuff. So a lot of the times, yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's really something I've still been working on. Just trying to get better about being like uh Jim Carrey in that movie. Yes, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh a lot, yeah. A lot of times I'll tell people, no, you know what yeah. I'm saying? People be, Oh, we're doing this. We're doing that. And I think about it for five seconds and I almost say yes. And I'm like, eh, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Especially with the bad habits from, you know, forming from COVID of us, you know, being in lockdown and not doing shit. You know, just getting stuck in that, just happy chilling at the crib. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, we're so similar, man. That's crazy. We've never really... This is the first time we've actually like really sat down and talked, yeah. I think. Yeah. That's it's full, awesome. Full fucking first conversation on the podcast. Man. That's crazy, that's man. Dope. We're so fucking similar. Absolutely, man. I wish, uh, I wish we could have fucking kicked it before I got out of this town. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm glad to be back in it now, man. And for real, thank you for, for having me on this shit, bro. This oh, is, dude, for sure. I can't thank you enough, man, for the just all the stuff you've done to help the show, man. The You don't understand yeah. how big of a help that music was, man. And then yeah. and then I'm, you know, looking forward to what you got coming uh, as far as, you know, for the the actual mm-hmm. what's going to be the Fuller's House. Oh, one thing, one thing, I, uh, this just the way my brain works. I couldn't even finish that sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I was thinking of. So, because I was listening to like, like the way you sing and and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I feel like you do you have like a style of music that you play, or do you feel like you can kind of get into almost anything? Mm-hmm. A, a little bit of both, because okay. I feel like I can I can bend genres pretty, pretty well. I do like, uh, and I'm not the type to say I do things well. I'm really, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, uh, I feel like I can I can fuck with you know bending genres pretty well with uh, coming from hip hop into acoustic. Mm. You know, doing like some some Mac Miller type shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the if you look up like is in the live room and shit like that. Um and then I can I can, you know, sometimes give you like this uh this like Ed, Ed Sheeran sort of like, you know, like a passenger. See you know? that's what listening I to some need the light when it's burning low. Like yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah, soft tone, yeah. And then uh sometimes try to switch it over to like that that rock you know give that that rasp yes in, in because i was listening yeah. to some of you like i was listening to some of the stuff you were playing before mm. like uh some like i think you did some covers or whatever and i was listening to him and like just hearing your voice i was like i feel like he could just do like mm-hmm. like you go bounce from country to rock to like whatever you felt like See, if that, you wanted to get into if you wanted to i feel like you could do it that is the the, the coolest feeling to me man whenever people tell me something like hey i think you could do this song yeah or i think uh I think you fit well with this because, you know, a lot of the time being, you know, me being the artist I am or whatever, like it's it's hard for me to see my own image. It's mm-hmm. hard for me to hear my own sound sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like hearing your own voice on, on your cell phone or some shit. You know what I mean? Um, but it's cool whenever other people show me that uh, sort of like a like a picture painted of me that I don't see. You know, they're yeah. like, hey, you could do this because of the sound that I've already showed them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's fucking, it's a cool feeling, man. And I feel like, uh, I feel like I really don't have a, a cap on, 
on my genres that I can I can fuck yeah. with. Man. Do you stick with a certain genre? Uh, a lot you... of the time, it's more that that acoustic-y sort of like okay. like that passenger John Mayer Ed Sheeran sort of thing. But I do love man, the, the funnest thing for me that I, I do music wise, man. I love playing heavy metal drums. That is the fucking fun. It's just it's just a, a adrenaline rush, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's just so much fun. And then uh, playing and singing like you know softer shit. I love that shit. But then again, doing hip hop is really really fun, man. I love doing it. Like what we did for uh, your podcast. Yeah, know, that's that was the coolest you know feeling. Just jumping in that studio and just laying down this little hook and it's so catchy and this yeah. you know whatever. And that's it. I don't have, my biggest thing, bro. If I can find a dope rapper and yeah. I could just put on some hooks. Shit, I'm ready, bro. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm cooling. Yeah, I remember you sent me that. You sent me that. Uh, the song I ended up using for the intro music and everything, the outro music too. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were like, let me know if this is good. Like, I, I think I played, I played till you started singing. So it's like not quite thirty seconds. It's like twenty something seconds mm-hmm. is when you start singing. And uh, I played it up to there, and as soon as you started singing, I was like, done. Didn't even finish it because I was like, yeah, that's it. Like that's Damn. it, and then and then after I texted, I was like, "Yeah, perfect." And I went back to it and played, and I like, I like, kind of like got back to where I was, and I was listening to it, and I was like, "Dude, there's so much of this I could cut up and like <laughs> put it in different places." So, you know dude, what, man, I, you, it was insane. You, you kind of inspired. I feel, I feel like I, I'd like to do a song for you if that's cool. Yeah, did you want to? Uh, you got one you want to like sing us out on? Because uh, yeah, yeah, we're we're basically at the end of the podcast anyway. You want to? Cool. Yeah, yeah. You want to uh, end this on one? I just gotta uh, tune up real quick. Okay. Um. Here, since we're gonna look, I won't even play outro music on this episode. Okay. What I'm gonna do is, uh, I'll let you sing us out. So go ahead and tell. Since you're gonna sing us out of this, go ahead and tell everybody like where they can find like your stuff as far as like your music and your uh, social medias and everything. Like for you know barber school, your music, all that. Okay. Um, well, actually, I haven't made my uh, my barber page yet. Uh-huh. I've been intertwining it with my uh, you're still in school though household. yeah exactly yeah you're still in school though, so but um i would say if you're trying to like keep an eye on what i'm doing you know what i'm saying with music or with barbering just follow me on uh on instagram john paul underscore period underscore and facebook just john paul i'm sure you'll find me on there big blonde headed mexican dude with tattoos Boom. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and I'm I'm gonna uh, I'll I'll share some of his stuff. So if you're following my pages, you'll be able to see him on there as well. And I'm gonna tag you and everything, so you'll see it. Yes, sir. You'll that's see it. Sure. And then if y'all are gonna keep up with the show, uh, follow the ins- my personal Instagram is Cade Fuller underscore. The podcast page is Fuller uh, Fuller's House Podcast. Facebook page Fuller's House Podcast. There's a I have a link on all those if you want to find the podcast. Uh, I have a little link tree on there and you can find everything on there. That's it, man. So go ahead and let's see. Notice the same of the on the ocean top. But the wind blew my shoulder and the rose went above my head. But my heart did not fear as it it fell and took me in an endless beautiful shade of blue i'll stay with you my friend but oh 
What are we to do? Let's reach our hands and touch the skies We'll see sometimes we just forget it's such a beautiful life What a beautiful life, well Well it's easy to see when you're by my side But if you can hold, oh If you just hold on, I'll never leave. And darling, I'll hold on to this dream as the coven throws me through this sea with hopes that someday it brings you back to me. And I'm not one for tricks or promises And now I believe in love but I believe that it makes no fucking sense And oh yeah, but in my heart I will, I will never regret no rain Just goes to show that that trust is blind faith It's blind faith with a different name So have some, some faith in your stranger And smile, laugh and love when you can You see, sometimes we just forget it's such a beautiful life. What a beautiful life! Well, well, it's easy to see when you're by my side. But if you can hold on to me, oh, if you just hold. The current throws me through this sea with hopes that someday it brings you back to me. Oh, come back to me. Coming throws me 
through the sea with hopes that someday it brings you back to me. Come back to me.